Broski here, and right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness, talking all of this madness. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, with me this month. On Throwback Madness are my good friends, Mr. Sexy Punicana, then now forever, C.K. and Joe Rottermill. How you rolling? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. Your boy, Elroy. And Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. the ladies call him Balo, Alo Aaron Lloyd. Welcome to the show. Balo. So, Throwback Madness this month for December C. Kane Joe picked Armageddon 2008. Uh, before we get into ratings, would you, do you have any specific reason why you picked this show? Or No, I mean, no specific reason. I was looking back at some of the pay-per-views. That the, I guess this card kind of grabbed my attention the most. Some of the matches in there I wanted to see and kind of revisit where we were back in 2008. Um, yeah, I was not watching. This was kind of like the height of me not watching. <laughs> And by the, height, <laughs> by the height, I mean probably the last four years of me not watching was just like complete disinterest, checked out, so not even like thinking brand about new it. For you. But those first three years that I stopped watching, I guess, what was it, 07, 08, 09? Those years I was like aggressively disinterested, like hated it. Um, so this was an interesting one for me to watch. Um, but Ayla, would you like to refresh the listeners' memories of our rating system? Yeah, if it's a horrible show, it's a job. If it falls somewhere in the middle, it's a slobber knocker. It's a fantastic show. It's a showstopper. All right, so who wants to give their rating first on Armageddon 2008? I guess I'll go first because I was the last one to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I just go slobber knocker. I enjoyed it. There were th- three, well, two really good matches and one that was like borderline good or really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and CM Punk is great. So <laughs> yes, I get to see CM Punk. I was happy. CM Punk is great. Alo, um, I agree with Prep. CM Punk versus Rey Mysterio was a fantastic match tonight. <laughs> but other than that, I I give it a slobber knocker. Um, as you guys know, that as Jeff Hardy and the Hardy Boys, I did, <laughs> I hated. Yeah. But Jeff Hardy by himself, I I, I got behind. <laughs> which yeah. it makes sense to me. So I don't care what you say. Yeah. And um, we'll get to him winning later. Yes, we will. And um, bother that, nothing happened. <laughs> no, nothing happened at all. Yeah. Except um, Mickey James and the, the Santa outfit. Nothing happened. It's a couple <laughs> nice Santa outfits. A couple nice Santa outfits. Yeah, a couple nice Santa outfits. Bother I mean, that. Young was falling. <laughs> <laughs> Looking old, but no, yeah. no, nothing. Nothing happened. It was not much to, to go off of. Right, uh, Joseph, your rating. Uh, I'll probably I'll probably go like low end slobber knocker. Um, the good matches were good. The bad matches were bad. So I mean it was it was an okay pay per view. Yeah, for me I'm just gonna go plain slobber knocker. Um, I had like no knowledge of most of the storylines happening at this time. I had no real investment in a lot that was happening. Um, but there was nothing on there that I watched. It was like egregiously horrible. Um, Although there are a few things I, I will get to when when we get to them. The vignette. Can, can, can I try to get to that before you do? Sure. Okay. <laughs> I got a certain note. Do you I'll want... You. So you don't. You want me to hold off on saying what when, I'm talking when, when about? When we get there, I'll get to it. All I'll right. say it. I'm enjoying the uh, throwbacks um, more so, like, when they do the vignettes before every pay-per-view. <laughs> I'm like, can we just get to the match? I watched it for, like, six months, dude. I know the storyline. Yeah. But now I watch the throwbacks. I'm like, ooh, this is fun. I want to like, watch Oh, they did a hell of a this, job with this vignette. Yeah, I was like, oh, I remember that. We'll yeah. see more. How'd the story develop? Well, those are helpful when yeah. it's a show from a long time ago. I think that's why I found it so hard not to watch. Because, yeah. like, as the pay-per-view started, it's like, in a world. And I'm like, fast forward. <laughs> I need to watch the matches. <laughs> um... Did you guys, like, actively remember this show, like, from actually watching it when it was originally on? I didn't. This is my first time actually watching the whole thing through. I've seen the main event, and I've seen Punk vs. Mysterio. Other than that, I haven't really seen anything else from this. Bits and Pieces uh, had some some memory recollection for me there. Yeah, I only remember the main event and then the other world title match. Yeah. Like, I didn't remember anything else before that. All right. So I guess we might as well just jump into it. 
Uh, first things first, I loved the like castle stage, yeah. mm-hmm. like the castle gray school back there. Yeah. Was this one of the last like sets? Because the HD set was behind it, right? Yeah, it, well, they still did special pay per view sets. They just kept Raw and SmackDown with the HD sets. Mm-hmm. But this was the last Armageddon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really liked that whole mm-hmm. set design. I thought it was cool. Um, show opened. Alo, I might as well throw it right to you. <laughs> Matt Hardy is the ECW champion. Yeah. Again, I believe a loyal Instagram follower. Yes. Vladimir. I'm Kozlov. glad you point that out. <laughs> I'm glad you. I'm glad you pay attention to that. Oh, man. Now I, I can't I come I, at him. I know. No, you can't. First thing in my notes. First thing in my notes. <laughs> I'm not going to insult loyal follower Vladimir Kozlov. I have one insult for Vlad, and it's not even really an insult to him personally. I'm never a fan of somebody wearing like the Bo Dallas style <laughs> diaper trunks. The diaper trunks, yeah. yeah, the just like plain white. Yeah, not a fan. Uh, but Alo, your thoughts on Matt Hardy? One as the ECW champion, and two this match. Uh, I hate that belt. Okay, um, the HD title. I, <laughs> FWWECW. I hated everything about it. It was only good for the first two months. Um, I was just happy Matt Hardy was actually considered a world champ because they considered that a world title. Yeah. So, you know, me being the Matt Hardy mark. Like, well, hey, Matt was the ECW champion, but, <laughs> but Jeff's still bad because Jeff wins the WWE title later. Yeah. Matt, spoilers. <laughs> but um, so I hate that belt. Um, thank God Vince isn't in charge of picking talent anymore. We'll put it that way. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, Kozlov. But, um, <laughs> yeah, Matt Hardy, he bumped all over the place with Kozlov. And they try to create make Kozlov a monster, but after his little his little push, that, that was about it. Because they made him a big deal for the first about half, half of the year, and then a couple of years later, well, a year or so later, him and Santino became a tag team. They were the tag team champions, and that was about it for Kozlov. Um, yeah, how long was he around at that point? It was like maybe— Not long. Maybe three years. But I mean, at the, at the time of this show, oh, not how long, long had he this been year. There? Okay, For that, that year, yeah. So it was like months. He was new, yeah. All right, jumping right into the title picture, almost. Yeah, he why, was. Why couldn't he win the ECW title? Well, he was a SmackDown superstar, and Matt Hardy, because him and Jeff were teaming up, so Matt would kind of like bounce between ECW and SmackDown. And I'm not sure how they record. I'm not sure how they taped ECW at that point either, because remember, yeah. they had the HD stage. I'm not sure if they taped it before SmackDown or what or whatnot, but. It was a non-title match. Is that when ECW was on Sci-Fi? Yes. <laughs> wow. Uh, Joseph, your thoughts on Matt Hardy and Vladimir Kozlov? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I don't want to ruin uh, your Instagram followers' day. I mean, he's just the typical Vince kind of guy that they put out there, the big guy that's intimidating, that can't be beaten, and his finishing move left left a little bit to be desired. What there. even was his finish? like I don't a even chop remember. to the chest. It was like, oh, was it? He I thought like, it was a push or something, yeah, like, something a push. like that. Yeah, I don't. Rem- I don't even remember. It was like a Street Fighter type move. I was waiting to see like a fireball. Yeah. Any thoughts? The real bad thing about it was, I think he was attempting a uranagi for his <laughs> finisher. Like he did the headbutt push thing, yeah. which I don't want to see anybody do that, but Drew Gulak. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, but he did like. It was supposed. It, it was definitely supposed to be a Uranagi, but Matt Striker's like, it's two of the most oh, devastating hate. moves together. It's a spine buster and a choke slam. Oh my god! Like, I I can't stand Matt Striker. I hate Matt Striker. He even, is the worst. Even to this day. Even to this day, like it was hard for me to watch Lucha here in Matt Striker. Um, my problem, like I appreciate him trying to make it feel like a sport. Yeah. But he just went too far. Like, oh, my God, look at the impact. He's slapping his leg to add impact. Like, no, he's not. So Was stupid. Todd Grisham? Yes. On his- UFC announcer oh. Todd Grisham. <laughs> UFC analyst. Analyst, yes. Not, not a play-by-play not guy. Not a play-by-play guy. Um, does anybody have fond memories of this incarnation of ECW? And I don't even mean at this table. I mean, like, anybody in life. Does anybody... Remember ECW at this period fondly in 2008. Yeah, no, <laughs> there's nobody left. No, no, because once they did what they did was in the draft that year in I believe it was June. Matt Hardy was still a U.S. champion and he got drafted to ECW and he was feuding with Mark Henry for the title. He would beat Mark Henry at Unforgiven in the championship scramble, and that's that was the only reason I turned to ECW because like Matt Hardy's a champion. That's all I care about. <laughs> that sold you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Was that still enough for you, looking back on it now? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, we cut to a dressing room segment with Edge <laughs> and Vicky Guerrero. Uh, is, is that something that I like? I kind of feel like bad that I missed all that. Yeah, I, I remember that kind of finally. Is that something that I Vicky Edge bad? relationship? You would appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, you definitely get a kick out of something. I mean, like, like that. the little bits about it that I know, I enjoy. Yeah, because this was before Vicky got fit. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of the things, it looks very odd, and you're a big fan of silliness. Yes, I am. So Edge just like kissing Vicky and like rubbing her feet. You <laughs> would really enjoy. They were it. very uncomfortable with it too. I mean, yeah. it was like the way they would make out. Like I think you would really get a pop. <laughs> it. You definitely would. They they played it up. They handed up really, really, really. Nicely. Maybe I have to go on YouTube and see if there's just like an Edge Vicky like compilation kind of compilation yeah, well, and catch what, up. And yeah. when they got married, oh, did you? You ever see when they got married? I have seen. And that, he was yeah. making out with Alicia, Fu- the yeah. savvy vet back yeah. then. She was the wedding planner. Uh huh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have seen that. Okay. Um, and Vicky's face and Edge's face, like, uh oh, <laughs> I got caught. But yeah, and especially, I'm sure you could find this on YouTube. Is um, their wedding video package <laughs> of like them walking through the park and him rubbing yeah. her feet, and so, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, like like I said, the bits of it that I've seen, I think is hysterical <laughs> and I think is great. Oh, it's awesome. Um, so I do feel like ah, I feel like that's one of the few things I probably really missed out. You on. missed out on that and that, that edge Vicky yeah, on. during my vacation. Did we ever find out who jumped Jeff Hardy? I don't remember, but I know. I know I, it didn't happen on the pay per view. It happened at Survivor Series a month prior. But the thing is, I don't remember who did that exactly. I just know the next month following, when Jeff like before Royal Rumble, Jeff had like this. Um, this pyro problem, like his pyro exploded in his face. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember and so like that. And like mm-hmm. They played this thing where his house burnt down <laughs> and Matt was behind it all. I'm not sure if Matt jumped him. That was when his dog died, right? Yeah. Jack? Something like that. I'm not sure if Matt was the one who attacked him at Survivor Series, but I do know the one behind all the other stuff that happened after this paper. Because Matt. They had that percentage running like uh majority mm-hmm. of the show. Was no, it, Edge was the was, runaway. Was it my boy uh-huh. Kozlov? Was it Edge? <laughs> was it Triple H? Or, or was it Question Mark? Edge was the, Edge was the runaway leader. In that poll, um, they were very happy that Matt Hardy had lost, mm. but they were adamant that they did not do anything to Matt Hardy. Yeah. Well, one more thing. The, originally, it was, it was supposed to be Christian who did that because Christian was coming back. Yeah. A couple months later, and um, it was supposed to be the Hardy versus Edge and Christian at WrestleMania at that year. The fought well the, uh, in the upcoming months. That's what it was supposed to be. So what happened? They turned. They they changed the match. They put Christian on ECW because Matt would drop the ECW title to Jack Swagger a few weeks later, and then he would challenge Swagger at the Rumble. He would lose that. That sounds like a sound move. And then Matt would cost Jeff the title at the Rumble, and then Matt would face Jeff at WrestleMania in an Extreme Rules match. As soon as I started to feel a little bit bad about missing this era, you mentioned Jack Swagger winning a title, and I was like, you know what? I'm glad that I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> it, took, it took a little heat off your chest there. It did, yeah, I don't feel any guilt left anymore. Yeah, and then they put Christian on ECW, which made me elated. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys know, you guys know I love Christian. I do. Um, and the, the stuff with Chavo and Vicky, <laughs> I find funny, too. Um, Hornswoggle was Finley's son at this time. Um Finley warned him to stay backstage. He thought he was going to get hurt if he was out by the ring. Um, Regal was king at this time Mm -hmm. and Intercontinental Champion. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting to see Regal out there in a throne. Yeah, with Layla. Oh, yeah. Looking Um, good. Yeah, Yeah. looking like a snap. fast brawl. (laughs) Um, This was the final of the number one contenders tournament um, for the Intercontinental Championship. Rey Mysterio against CM Punk. Uh, Prep, do you want to take off with this one since you said this was the highlight for you? So as much as we love Cult of Personality, I really like this Fire Burns, too. <laughs> Can't go wrong with either one. Yeah. But CM, this was a point in CM Punk's career. I know that, and he explains in his documentary that he was upset because that Survivor Series, or whenever it was, he had got... Randy Orton beat him up, and they took the title. Unforgiven. Mm-hmm. So I know that he was kind of down, but the performance that he put on in his matches was still, like, really up there. Like, it didn't show, like, later in his career. Like, if you go back to, like, 2013, like, and, like, the end of 12, how he really just stopped caring. Mm-hmm. Like, in the ring. Like, on the mic, of course, he still killed it, but in the ring, I was like, eh. But um, as far as this you think era. You that was due to injury? Yeah, like, and everything that he talked about on Colts Pod or 
whatever Colt does. Radio show. Yeah, the, the interview His segments that he does. <laughs> One of my favorite talk show episodes, which is no longer available. Really? Oh, it is. It's on YouTube, and I okay. listen to it. Like once every three months. <laughs> no, because when it was on iTunes, I would listen to it at least once a few every few months because it's so it's still good. It holds yeah. up. Yeah, it's great. Like so you I do can a listen quarterly to it listen. I, I really do. Yeah, but like, they took it off iTunes, so I was like, God, I can't listen to it. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, CM Punk's in ring here was great. Rey Mysterio still could move, which was really good, <laughs> and <sighs> the GTS bump. Woo! Like, he threw him in the air like three feet, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I wish I would have saw this live. Like, I would have been elated. I think he <laughs> blasted him so hard that blood from Mysterio's nose ended up on Punk's face. Because I, I don't think Punk was busted open. No, I think Not Punk. Not Mysterio. I, really? thought, I thought that was earlier in the match Punk where he had, a like, bit, a bit got a little something there. Yeah, he got a little bit. Yeah, I don't remember noticing it before then. So I just assumed that he got Mysterio's blood on his own face. Slight nitpick, though, about Mysterio. I was never a big fan of him doing the 619 and then the splash. Hate I hated the splash. I was, I was more of like a West, yeah, po- West, Coast, West Coast, Pop. Coast Pop guy. I hated that splash. It was so stupid. Um, yeah, I, that era, like I said, is completely lost on me. Uh, Joey, was it, where does this match rank for you on the show? It was up there. It was probably, uh, I mean, for me, it was probably the second best match. Um, it was a really good match. I, I liked everything about it. I mean, like you said, Ray could still move. He's bouncing off the ropes. CM Punk was, you know, kind of at the prime of his in-ring. Um, and, again, that go to sleep, he busted Ray Mysterio's nose wide open. Yeah. had him, like, just bleeding from the mouth. <laughs> it's kind of devastating. It was. Um, I thought there were a lot of great false finishes. Some good a transitions. Lot of the, yeah, the pinning combinations I thought were really good in this match. Regal's golf clap at the end mm-hmm. when Punk won I thought was great. Uh, Alo, what did you think about this one? Well, I just want to start with William Regal. A 17-year-old Alo was very <laughs> upset that he's getting this covert push eight years later. Because <laughs> he was IC champion in 2000 and 2001. I'm like, okay, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? Because like, he, he beat CM Punk to become king of the ring, too, in June, I believe. I'm like, Why? Why is he getting this push? And he was the IC champion. Like I'm still like, why? They got Layla with him, which really they didn't really mesh well together. And um, like this whole CM Punk Rey Mysterio match, I loved it. They they booked face versus face properly, mm-hmm. which yeah. is which I always appreciate. And they pay respect after the match. Yeah, they did. It's like, good to see when you have a heat, uh, face versus face match. Yeah, both guys they got the heat exchanges like constant quick constant roll ups. Quick all force finishes and like Prep said, that GTS man, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I felt that watching that because like I, I I said like this show was like just there it was like bl- really blah, but I was like this is like I'm like because this is like my first time seeing this in years probably maybe seven eight years I'm just yeah. oh my god like, I'm glued to the television mm-hmm. watching these two and I had I didn't have as much appreciation for CM Punk at, at this that time, time yeah. nah yeah because he didn't really, like really become what he was actually known to be because like I said like he's great in the ring and the promos and all and in retrospect you look back at his ring of honor stuff but like nobody always nobody looks back at that stuff really back in the day because it wasn't that it wasn't that available right but CM Punk here I was like okay this is great yeah uh, Prep did you have that appreciation for Punk at this time or is yours more after the fact too this time of wrestling for me was kind of muddied like I was in my at this time I was like going on my senior year of high school mm-hmm. Like everything, like prom and all that, like cool stuff was going on. So I was really into high school, and like wrestling was kind of secondary. Yeah. To where like I watched it, but like with like one eye on the product and one (laughs) eye on other more interesting stuff. Yeah, on high school things. (laughs) Yeah. I was, and this was in December. Mm -hmm. Like I was still celebrating me winning a state championship with my football team again. So. Oh, well, congratulations. Yes. Throwback to that. I didn't know you were a state champion. 24-0, baby. State of New Jersey? Two years in a row. Group one, <laughs> South Jersey. We'll throw back, we'll throw back that in one, another time. We'll cover it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glassboro's doing big things. Are they? Corey Clement. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, 17-year-old Bela, was he moving from jammers to something a little more... So um, I was going to ask was a little more question. kick With a little more kick to it? Minute Maid. Minute Maid. <laughs> it's fair. It's a good drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I do have that in my notes that I wanted to get into because that's what I thought. Halo was 17. It probably was. It's definitely not Capri Sun. 
and probably was not jammers anymore. Uh, Minute Maid. Minute Maid, okay. Um, yeah, we have to, every throwback, we have to figure out what was Alo <laughs> drinking at, at that time. Uh, we got a Jeff Hardy promo, and I'm sorry, but he really is one of the worst talkers of all time. Like, is it his voice? Argue. It's the voice, and... He almost sounds slow, like he's not mentally capable of putting a full sentence together. Well, it's like his voice is kind of like this weird pitch. I think there's also, he's like, he doesn't quite have like a full-on southern accent either. It's like you kind of hear it, but you kind of (laughs) don't. And like what he's saying, he's not even confidently saying it. Because the way I interpret it, like, because you could tell he kept looking down, like, is he reading his lines at the bottom? That's exactly what it sounded. It sounded like reminding me like Baron Corbin. Like, and this he's is not the that, end of days. Well, yeah, well, you get that feel. There's no, that there's no emotion in it. There's no, it's just like he is reading something. There's no feel for what he's trying to say. Is he mad? Is he happy? I don't know. Is he sad? Is he confused? Probably yeah, a little bit it, of everything. Yeah, it's it's the voice and the accent, I think, more than anything. And then the fact that there's, like, no conviction to what he's saying. King mentions what a tough year it was for Jeff Hardy. I'll take his word for it because <laughs> I really don't know. Um, Cole and Lawler. I guess they kind of introed the whole JBL HBK thing. <laughs> oh, jeez. I'm glad I missed this. <laughs> this would have um, been tough for you? This would have been tough for me, I think, yeah. Uh, <sighs> JBL basically makes HBK work for him because HBK, you know, the big recession in 2008 really hit HBK hard. Um <laughs> I mean, I guess, I guess I'll give them credit oh for... He played for, the stocks. He played the wrong stocks. Yeah, I guess I'll give them credit for, like, taking what was a big, like, actual news story and bringing I, it into the show. But. I guess DX gear wasn't selling well. For, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they hit, hit a lull in DX gear sales. Um, I, I did pop a little bit for JBL accepting the <laughs> Slammy Award for HBK. Um, How about a thin JBL? Yeah. Yeah, the JBL... I didn't have any appreciation for this era of JBL until he started to grow on me as a, an announcer. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, okay, I kind of get it a little bit. But to me, I liked Bradshaw as, like, one of the acolytes or APA. Like, that was the Bradshaw I liked. Anything after that, I was like, don't try to sell me Bradshaw as a world champion because he's not. But I almost feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, did they kind of accomplish with JBL what they were hoping to accomplish with Jinder? Yeah. Like that champion that you're like, how is this guy the champion? And yeah. you get pissed, you legitimately get pissed off yeah, when he's winning. That's, that was my thing with it, because I, I, I always refer, even when Jinder first won the title, I was like, okay, they could kind of make him like JBL. Like mm-hmm. he might not be that great in the ring or whatever, but you could legit hate him because he's beating on your favorite guys. That, and he's weaseling his way out of these victories, but they didn't book Jinder properly. They didn't really even put Jinder in like, um, matches that he couldn't like get out of like he wasn't really booked in like stipulation matches where he's like okay how's he gonna get out of this like when JBL was champion he was in barbed wire steel cage matches he was in last ride matches you would, and he had like and got, like last ride match against the Undertaker a barbed wire steel cage match against the Big Show you wouldn't really expect JBL to win because right. like he's considered the underdog in that situation Punjabi yeah. prison ever heard of it <laughs> I, th- I think JBL had more more ability to to play the here character. I think oh, yeah. he was a way better heel. Jinder was just reciting the same old same yeah. old BS over and over again, and you couldn't get behind that. Yeah. Whereas and JBL, JBL was light years better in the ring. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, but I think JBL was more of a modern day like kind of million dollar man. The way not a modern day Maharaja. No, no. And then the way WWE set up now, it's. Jinder can't get away with everything that he could have got away with in 2004. Mm-hmm. And if that was the case, we would kind of get like another Muhammad Hassan. Right. I think also the – I think it's a lot easier to go against, like, the the dickhead with a lot of money mm-hmm. than it is just to get against a guy because he's, like, from another culture. Yeah, different. Yeah. different. And like, then again, we know too much now. So, like – in 2004, podcasts really weren't a big thing, so we wouldn't get, like... Well, no, it took all the way until January of 2016 <laughs> for podcasting yeah, to start. Yeah, it did. So, <laughs> well, I started my own podcast in 2008. <laughs> so, 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 like, we, so we can't, we can't get smarts giving their opinions and, like, predicting what's going to happen or have better nods and stuff like that. That that wasn't around back then. But JBL was, like, 
I hate the guy. Because, like, how does he beat Eddie Guerrero? How does he beat the Undertaker? Yeah. He, Booker T. How you beat Booker T? It's like, and every time he would defend the title, he would be on the ropes, but always find a way to weasel his way out the, to get a victory. Yeah. There was one aspect of this that I liked a little bit. Um, the fact that, like, he was supposedly now completely beholden to JBL because, like, he needed money to support his family. He w- didn't want to be one of those, like, wrestling tragedies, as he said. Mm-hmm having to, like, limp into, like, a bingo hall or whatever. And I look at it like, and I talk about my job a lot on this show, unfortunately, but it's like you have bills to pay. You can't leave the job that you hate because you need to pay your bills. So you're stuck there. And that's kind of what I felt like for HBK in this situation. Yeah, because I hated this storyline because I thought it was stupid. But um, it was executed well. I'll put it that way. Like JBL just standing in the corner as a, being a businessman, just waiting for Michaels to just admit that he's gonna work for me. Mm-hmm. I thought HBK sold it well too, and it will all come to a head because the next month JBL would challenge Cena for the world title. I don't know if HBK was the referee, but I know he was at least in his corner. Right. And um, JBL didn't win that match, so. And then at No Way Out, they would have a match. If HBK won, he was free. I'm not sure if JBL gave him like a settlement or whatever. And then after HBK wins at No Way Out, you know what he does. He faces Undertaker at 25 and one of the best wrestling matches ever. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. I thought it was funny. I, I read like I read like internet articles and try and catch the pulse of the way it was right now. And the one guy was just going on to saying he's like, it felt like the WWE writers at this time watched Rocky three. <laughs> with the intimidating Russian and the I star down on his left with Bunny, and I was like, it kind of does feel like that. I saw that yesterday because I googled the show, and I was like, really? I, I, I wonder what everybody else thought about thought about it. And I did see that. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, I did see that. Look at you two in the same circle. It's <laughs> <laughs> the first article that pops the up. The same corners of the internet reading Strolling. about <laughs> reading about Rocky being compared to the HBK story. Uh, we had a Randy Orton interview. <laughs> They got hijacked by a very young Cody Rhodes. Cody's list was runner wild, brother. Dude, it really was. And Manu. Manu, yeah. Manu Bowl. Um, basically, they were saying that Randy has the pedigree, Batista does not. He's not Triple H. Randy will expose Batista as a fraud, and Randy never even talked. Um, Which I thought was weird. It was. Uh, I didn't hate it, though, that he didn't. No. <laughs> but, I mean, it... Couldn't have been any worse than Cody. Randy's going to expose. <laughs> that that list was running wild. I was like, oh, my God. That's one thing he definitely inherited from his dad. Well, he's ma- he's mastered it now. You can hardly hear it. Yeah. But. Let's just say there were. this was no independent speech, no Independence <laughs> Day speech. So you definitely would have booed this. I would have booed this. Cody. Oh, man, I would have <laughs> went full Austin Aries on him. It was a different kind of nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we mentioned the poll that came up as to who attacked Jeff Hardy, and Edge was the runaway favorite at like 65%. I was pulling for question mark. Yeah, I, you know what? I know you were. I believe you 100%. <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, it has to be question mark. I think you may have voted for question mark. I did, actually. I, pr- I probably think I voted like three times for question mark. <laughs> um, we had Mark Henry versus Finley in a Belfast brawl. Oh, no. Uh, this... Whatever. <laughs> I never understood. This is the one takeaway I got from this, and I thought about this the whole match. I could care less about the match. I was like, why was Finley here again? Like, the only fit Finley I remember was the WCW mm-hmm. as the television champ. I'm like, what is this guy doing? He's like 50 something here. Like, he's running around with a shillelagh, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, what which, is that? Which finished the match. Which, yeah. Yeah, closed out the match. On behalf of Finley over the world's strongest man. Oh, and then them trying to explain that Mark Henry breaking the shillelagh was like <laughs> this unattainable feat. Oh, jeez. Like, that is from feat of strength. Irish Darkwood. Like, what? Come on, man. <laughs> Shut up. You're, re- you're reaching. My biggest thing with Fit Finley... And this is not a Fit Finley memory, but you guys know I've discussed the Seattle City Wrestling Association quite a bit. <laughs> when I was Madness, we had a chunky Irishman who went to St. Joe's. I don't remember the guy's name anymore. He was from New York. He I did not. Not so Fit Finley. I, well, I yeah. did not like this guy <laughs> Un- at all. Unfit Finley. Unfit the Finley. one redeeming quality of this guy was that his SICWA character was Unfit Finley, and I thought that was funny. That's pretty good. Um, and I was not big on like. 
directly taking something from the big promotions. I was kind of very anti-establishment. Like, yeah, come up with your own entire gimmick. But I like appreciated the unfit Finlay. I thought it was funny. As the commissioner, I give you permission <laughs> to use the unfit Finlay. Yeah, th- unfit I, Finlay was funny. I thought Fit Finlay running around with uh, Hornswoggle was entertaining back at this time. But I, I mean, the match itself, I was like, uh, I don't know. When when Hornswoggle was known as the little bastard, that's when this was good. <laughs> and then, and then like they changed, they turned Finley face. He had that little leprechaun music. I was like, okay, that's enough. Because he was he, he was only there for like maybe three years wrestling. Yeah. I, Wasn't I remember Mr. Kennedy supposed to be. He was in a movie. Vince's son or something. Yeah, he was. They got suspended. Okay. Did I they ever actually do that, or they were going to? And they, they were going to. They were going to. They were going to. And um. They were going to, and then it was announced that Hornswoggle was actually the son. That same during that same segment. Did you? How'd you guys feel about his uh, no drinking, no drugs public service announcement? Apropos for the time. I caught it at the end, like, when he said Kennedy, (laughs) and, like, it cut to the announcers laughing because, again, I was watching the show late. But um, Yeah, they did get a pop out of that. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they're kind of like us right now, like, all right, like, whatever. Oh, I guess he did that. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it happened. What a guy. (laughs) He's, like, announcing, like, boxing now. Really? Yeah, good for him. He's announcing boxing now? Yeah. Really? Who, Kennedy? Yeah. Mr. Mr. Mm -hmm. Kennedy slash Mr. Anderson? Anderson? Mr. Anderson. He's no Nick Lendl, I'll say that. <laughs> I remember one point during this. He is uh, no Nick Lendl. Well, well, Nick Lendl's like never mind. legit <laughs> Ring of Honor ring announcer now. Did it, we saw him right yeah. in Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was at House of Hardcore. Friend of the show. Disappointed I missed him. Um, yeah, he was the one who handed Cody Rhodes the ring. He was at House of Hardcore, too? I didn't know that. Oh, it was Ring of Honor. It, wasn't uh, it was Ring of Honor, yeah. I forgot. I get those two mixed up because there are two shows within like a couple weeks that I missed. <laughs> um, Great shows that you missed. Yeah, they, clearly they were. I missed a lot. Yeah, um, you missed the prep tourage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. Wait, um, just just real quick. Mm-hmm. Alo stated that that I was his least favorite part of House of Hardcore. I'm sorry, Alo. No, you were fine. <laughs> no, you were fine. I just, I just need to get out of the way. I apologize for being the worst part of House of Hardcore. No, you, you were fine. I enjoy you. I have, I have my best friend. I had missed my my sister, Miss Two Fly, next mm-hmm. to me. I was can fine. We, can we call her the first lady of Matt Madness? Yeah, sure. Well, she doesn't approve of the hashtag Hot Reekin' Wife. Oh, she doesn't? Well, yeah. I, I Did don't... you hear about MJF? I can see how that'd be a little okay. offensive. <laughs> oh, that was great. What? MJF is so good. <laughs> I love that guy. Her hand. I bought him cheesesteaks. Uh-huh. Donovan Pre- Lowdown Lloyd's Kryptonite. <laughs> Yo, he, Pre- prep he would grind Donovan up. <laughs> prep marked out hard. I marked out heavy, and I, I was a few beverages down, and by a few, I mean too many. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Minute Him and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Him and, what was AC Baby walked in. Yeah. So I had to buy them cheesesteaks. <laughs> yeah. Well, Miss Two Fly doesn't approve of that nickname, by the way, but my best friend has given it to her. Interesting. I thought yeah. she would have been all about it. I did, too. Huh. It's maybe a conversation it, for the future. Was it Hot Reek and Wife or Hot Reek and BM? Hot Reek and Wife. It was Wife. Okay. And it, hot Reek and BM. That sounds like something you do in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I like where your head's at, Joe. Yeah, I know. It's always there. Never strays too far. No, it's, oh, it's, man. It's always hovering around. It's always hovering around. Um, we had a backstage segment with a bunch of the divas, Melina, the Bellas, God knows who else. <laughs> who, who was Santa? I don't even know. Santa. He said Santa Hoss. Who the hell was that? Oh, Charlie Hoss. Yeah, okay. Charlie Hoss. Was this when he was dressing up? Should I like, know Like, was him? he doing that gimmick? He was with us, I'm Shelton not, Benjamin. The world, the first they were tag team. The world's greatest tag team won. Okay. Yeah, and they were like... He did the Sandow gimmick for a little bit where he like came out mm-hmm. in different gimmicks every day. All right. Yeah, I don't really Yeah, Team Angle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Charlie Haas. This um, is, is uh, Nikki pre, pre-enhancement. Yeah, this is when they actually... They looked like twins. Mm-hmm. Like, they looked... Legit twins. They did. Um... Santino with the Glamazon. <laughs> so good. I I mean, just the, the one little line of him saying that she won, you know, the uh, Women's Superstar of the Year, and you guys all tied for last place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've loved Glamorella. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Santino did comedy really well. Yes, he did. Yeah. Oh, like, when dude. he was good, he was really mm-hmm. good. Underrated in the ring, too. He yeah. can go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still do not understand how he did the run across the ropes. <laughs> I love it every time. Um, Luke Gallows hiding yes! right in there. Fetus. 
Walked part in, of, just like... Argh. Part of a new hot young tag team. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the young spry. Yeah. Upstarts. Um, we mentioned the Mr. Kennedy PSA, and this leads us to Batista and Orton. <laughs> Go ahead, Alo. The two reasons Ryan hated wrestling <laughs> a lot in here. <laughs> so, my note that I have here is, if you could represent... <laughs> <laughs> if you could represent my lack of watching WWE with an actual wrestling match, this would have to be it. Like, this was the wrestling <laughs> match embodiment of why I didn't watch WWE anymore. Like, Orton versus Batista. Batista wins with a Batista bomb. I don't have too much else to say, but, like... You're not going to go yo, into depths? No. This is so crazy. Because this match started, and my brain went, Wait, I never liked Batista. <laughs> And this was Orton's worst period. Like, I didn't understand. Like, I always look back at Batista like, oh, yeah, I love that theme song. I love that entrance. Hate him in the ring. Yeah, hate everything else. Yeah, he was I like that was part of the evolution. That's about it, though, because he was just, like, the big enforcer type. Yeah, this was, this was like, literally the living embodiment of my WWE boycott. Like, <laughs> couldn't have gotten any more than this. Um, so was this good for anybody? I like the video package. <laughs> I didn't think it was a bad match overall. I mean, I, I watched it. The ma- I took it for what it's worth. Nah. The match was... Eh. I think Randy Orton carried it more than Batista. Well, you like Randy, for one. Yeah. Like, you were... I don't know if you still are, but I know you were a Randy fan. I got voices in my head that tell me. <laughs> you see the sign in the, in the crowd. I got. I hear voices, too, Randy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I don't hate Batista. <laughs> I'll put it that like he's in the like he doesn't bother me. I don't hate him. As a young Alo when, when two thousand five, I was still drinking the juice, mm-hmm. so I never actually legit hated Batista for what it, for as much as everybody else does. I like him as Drax, <laughs> great as Drax. By yeah, the way, yeah. So Batista for me, like I knew who he was because, like when I said I didn't watch, I was still like paying attention to it out of the corner of my eye, so I could like insult it and say how bad it was now. So, like, I was aware of a lot of these guys, Batista being one of them. I was like, oh, that guy sucks. And the main thing I remember Batista from was a guest-starring appearance on Smallville. <laughs> uh, I forget who he played, and I think he got defeated by the Martian Manhunter or something. Yeah, who, was who he, did he play? Was, was he in remember. WWE at the time? Yeah. So, was that the episode where Ashley Massaro was on, too? They were in two separate episodes. Okay. Um, but, uh, like, I remembered him from that more than wrestling. And... Yeah, nowadays, because I even hated it when he came back, and he won the that, Rumble. Th- they j- that was messed up from the beginning. Yeah, but then he did Guardians of the Galaxy, and I've heard a couple interviews with him. And I'm like, you know what? Sure, I don't. Not a fan of your wrestling career, dude, and I never will be. But like as a person, I like Batista. Great interview, that guy. Yeah, he's a good interview. He's like a thoughtful person. Like very honest. He's like an empathetic person that seems to care about other people. You're right. He's very honest. And I remember hearing him talk about Drax. And me and a guy I work with here were talking about him talking about, like, all oh, the acting. And we're like, dude, you're not even really acting. Like, And then I saw the movie. I was like, you know what? He, yeah, he is. Actually. He's a good actor. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was pretty good. In it. Yeah, because my thing, I don't know if you guys heard, but he's lo- been lobbying to come back full time. Really? Yeah. I, he was a guy that would never all. come back. House how shows and all. And... I didn't know until a couple years ago. I didn't know he was that old. How old is he? He's almost fifty. Is he really? Yeah. I would have thought like forty three. Because he didn't. Because he didn't get his big push until he was like 33, 33 or thirty five. I would have had him like a couple years older than Brock. No, he he's up there. I didn't know he was that old. But he wants to come back full time. Yeah, he Why? said in an interview. Why does he want? to Yeah, I mean, like, how would that work out for you? I mean, I feel like he still feel he probably thinks that he still has something to prove, which he really doesn't. Like you've done it all, and I don't want to see him. Like it was cool to hear the music again and mm-hmm. see the pyro, but after they don't that, even do pyro anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then after that, like it kind of got boring. Like, all right, dude, we get it. Like, cause he was having matches on Raw. Like, I don't want to see you on Raw. Like, yeah, get out of here. He he's forty eight. He'll be forty nine January eighteenth. Wow, I'm surprised by that. I didn't realize he was that old mm-hmm. when he started to get big. He's yeah. very fit. 
Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give him that. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't look old, old at all. And like I said, like Prep said, like I love his entrance and his song and his with the pyro, but they don't do pyro anymore. But yeah. I don't think I think especially with the with the wrestling community and the internet has become, he will not fit. He will get destroyed like he like he did in his previous run. But in the previous run, WWE did him no favors either because they they redebuted him the week of the Rumble. Right, and that was a re- that was doomed from the beginning. Luckily, he had Triple H to carry him a couple months later. You know. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Evolution 2.0. And then he uh, pageant waved his way out of WWE. With that horrible to, hair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blue Tista. In his orange shoes. I did respect the shoes, though. Yeah? Yo, when those shoes debuted, what year was that? 2014. Yo, everybody hated them. I I wanted a pair so bad, but they didn't fit my fat feet. Really? Yeah, and I was so, I was hating. And then I saw Batista wear them, and I was like, oh. Yeah, I'll never knock Batista's <laughs> fashion. <laughs> uh, Daniel Bryan did make fun of his skinny jeans and belly button tattoo, though. <laughs> oh jeez. He, I said fashion, not <laughs> belly button. He got he got that covered though. Belly button yeah, tattoo. He like added really to it. I mean, he's got like a uh, epic size tramp stamp on his back too. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. Um, anything else on Batista or Randy? Anybody wants to say? Who is Manu? He didn't last <laughs> I don't long. remember that. He Manu. didn't last long. What he happened was the next was, generation. What happened was DiBiase and Cody jumped jumped Punk at Unforgiven, so Punk was out that ma- at that match, and then D- at that time DiBiase and Cody were the tag champs, so, so Punk and Kofi would be. DiBiase and Rhodes, and I believe Randy took out DiBiase, but DiBiase went to film The Marine 2, I believe. Yeah, it was 2. And, like, that whole time, like, Manu and Cody were trying to, like, recruit, like, trying to show Randy were worthy, and I don't know if you got, I don't know if you guys remember Deuce and Domino, but mm-hmm. one of the guys was actually Sim Snooker. Mm. I'm not sure, I think he was adopted into the Snooker family, but he was brought in with those three and then when DiBiase came back because Orton had like Orton was just like kind of like fathering them like beating them up every yeah. now and then when they didn't do right so they brought DiBiase <sighs> back and then Cody and DiBiase would turn on Manu and Sim Snooker and it would just be legacy of Orton DiBiase and Cody um, Deuce and Domino underrated <laughs> good song <laughs> Cliffy don't surf <laughs> yeah a lot a lot of this stuff is completely lost on me um, <laughs> they were horrible over, so the, head. over the head <laughs> yeah uh, we had Jericho. He won the slam. Did, did he win the slammy for Superstar of the Year? <laughs> yes, he did. Um, Which is crazy to think about, like that he should have won that slammy early this year. <laughs> yeah, if you think about it, like that first half of the year. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was the end of last year into this year. He should have a slammy for that. One more thing about, about Batista Norton. Mm-hmm. To think that was supposed to main event WrestleMania 30. <laughs> <laughs> How great would that have been? Oh, God. You want to sign up for that? No. I'll no. tell you what. It would not have been on our, like, Matt Madness Rewind <laughs> if they had done that. As much as I may love New Orleans, that would have not been my pick had, it, had that been the main event. Um, we had the Santa's Little Helper Divas match. Uh, this was pretty brutal. Yeah, it was brutal all around. Yeah, um, Maria is so bad. I mean, yeah, you did. Get- I will give give Michelle McCool credit for winning it with a Styles Clash. Yes, <laughs> Kelly Kelly was underrated too. <laughs> She's actually she was actually she actually turned out to be good. Yeah, and we got the um, great Kylie. Wait, I, I'm gonna get to game. that. Hold on, wait. Javi Playboy, Natty with red hair, yeah. so bad. That's my note. Yeah, it was kind of so weird. Un- unfit redhead Natty. Yeah. yeah, not Natty's gorgeous and all, but that era Natty. Mm, Mm. It's weird. Yeah, but like as an associate of Santa Claus, <laughs> I select Mickey James to be my little helper because <laughs> my god, gorilla. <laughs> and I know we talk about guilty pleasures and all in wrestling. I love the Punjabi Playboy. I really did. Uh, worthy of it. <laughs> like, I really think so. It the music, Runjan Singh was mm-hmm. great. I knew you were so mad that. He came out to Gender's theme song. <laughs> I was too. Like, what's my sh- Kali shuffle? Like, I I love the Punjabi Playboy, and like Runjan Singh just ran down all the things. 
Kali was saying, but he didn't say anything. Yeah. They said something like they called him the some the Sultan of Cyburns. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Sultan of Cyburns. Yeah, and um, there's a there's actually a clip from this from the Slammies from the prior Monday on Raw. Cause Mickey James was Make, she was all DTF with Kylie on Raw mm-hmm. the Monday night because she made out with him. Yeah, and, but she wouldn't make out with him on That's Armageddon. That's not PG. <laughs> yeah, she did not want any parts of it at Armageddon. <laughs> well, Nobody it, did. It's, except it's set up. Well, except Mae Young, who came out looking, Joseph, looking svelte. Yeah, did was there any woman in the history of WWE or WWF with the outsized libido to match <laughs> Mae Young? Oh no. Hell to the no. She yeah. had Mark Henry. She had Kali. She had, she had a quite an extensive list. I, I, I would say even more than that. I mean, I can't recall offhand. Yeah, I think. Coming down looking like a raisin in the stocking. Yeah, Mae Young was a, a real minx. <laughs> she can get around. She was down for anything. A real Jezebel, as <laughs> JR would say. Um, Put down I, a slobber knocker on the Kali. Yeah, Mae Young was... <laughs> Absolutely insatiable. She got a great pop from the crowd when she came out. To Honky Tonk Man's music. And I, I gotta give Kali credit for how he sold <laughs> post-kissing Mae Young. Like, I don't think he knew whether to be happy, whether to be sad. He <laughs> I was a little wary when he had her all the way up in the air. I mm-hmm. mean, she, I know she, she like, climbed up on him, but I mean, like, she falls. She, she's not she's been up. through worse. Yeah. Yo, I don't know how great Kali's English, but I understand him loud and clear <laughs> after that kiss. Yeah, I did anyone else enjoy that as much as I did? That I mean, part it I it was pretty funny. I love that. The second was beforehand, no, but this part, yeah. Like I, I said, def- I guilty Punjabi playboy, yeah, guilty pleasure. That's a good one. Like, usually those things where the people are in the ring for a long time where they're not really in the bit get kind of wonky, but the girl's just looking at him like, <laughs> like that was pretty funny Michelle the whole McCool time. Booked it. This was like, <laughs> oh yeah. It's like not my lips. Yeah. He lips too good for him. I mean, like, Taker is not having that. <laughs> Speaking to your part, I mean, I felt like for a pay per view, there was a lot of really drawn out TV like segments that were on a pay per view show. Yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah, no, that was a long segment. Like I, I was scared to. I was rushing through the show, but I, I was like, I don't really want to miss anything, so let me at least play till the commercial. And I'm like, geez, this segment's so long. Yeah. I looked at it, I was like, ah, oh, two hours and 51 minute runtime. And what? even like if you go back to like the CM Punk match when he was celebrating, it was like four minutes of celebrating. Mm-hmm. A lot of filler. But somebody else had like at least 20 minutes of celebrating. <laughs> yeah. Which was, I was okay with it. Yeah, I was too. <laughs> Uh, we had Jericho versus Cena for the World Heavyweight Championship. Boom. I love Jericho. So this was classic like, Jericho. Admittedly, like not, I felt like this was not my Jericho anymore at this point when he started wearing the trunks, when he cut his hair. Not like, my Jericho. This is not my Jericho anymore. <laughs> but like watching this and seeing some of the vignette, and yeah. I'm like, this dude has just been nothing but great. Like, awesome. no matter what, he's been great. I remember watching one part of the vignette, and he was, like, he was surrounded by bodyguards, and he pretty much called Cena a poser. He's like, yeah, you used to stand for loyalty, respect, hustle. Now you're just a gimmick churning out shirts and mm-hmm. merchandise. Um, this is my least favorite era of Cena, but my favorite era of Cena merchandise. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yes. Well, the crowd, it seems like, was in on Cena at this point. He just came back. He got yeah, exclusively mm-hmm. positive reaction. Um, Joseph, what did you think of this match? Was this one of the reasons you picked this show? Yeah, it was definitely one of the reasons. Um, I know Jericho and Cena had great matches historically. This is one of probably the better ones they had. Um, it was. I think this was was this the second time they they faced off at a pay per view at this point. They had fought the month prior at Survivor Series. Because I remember the one before that. It was just, this one was. The, a lot like that one, but they trimmed the fat a lot. They took a lot out of the filler and kind of, kind of got more in the action. So it was a really good match to watch. Yeah, I felt like it was a little bit short and it ended kind of quick. Um, but we talk a lot about like the Attitude Era crowd, how much energy there is in the building. I thought this crowd even there was a lot more energy than you get in a crowd now. Did anybody else notice that with the, the energy? Mm-hmm. Here's my problem with watching these shows, like. So this show happened in 08. Like, it sounds really loud, but then, like, you look at the crowd and they're sitting down, and I'm like, oh, did they pipe this in? Mm. Like, because you can't really see, like, 
from the Attitude Era and, like, right after it, like, everybody's on their feet. Like, nobody ever really sits down. Yeah. But in this era, like, it's loud, but everybody's kind of just sitting down. Like, even in 05, like, if you go back to 05. That, they were standing up, too, still then, Like, I think. it was, like, like, you hear them, but right. it doesn't look like they're It wasn't crazy. as raucous as the late 90s and early 2000s. Yeah, I got, yeah. I got something to say about that because I always wonder, like, we go to these – we go well. We all boycott Raws going going to them. Yeah. I, I'm sure, but even when we go to like WWE pay per views, it's like I'm not sure. If, like I know on TV, you hardly hear any reaction, but when we're there, we we kind of think it's like fairly loud. I'm not sure if that's just like a production thing that they make that like since te- technology's evolved that it just doesn't sound as loud anymore. Or maybe it's just, just that there's like that little reaction. I can't really, I can't really get around it because a lot of times it's like okay, Sasha Banks comes out, she's like she gets the ah when, they, when she comes when she um her music hits, and then after that it's like they're not sharing anymore. It's silence. I think no. it's a lot of the production. I feel like just being at the shows myself, I feel like a lot of times that's the production of it. I think it's gotten sterilized. Like to me, it reminds me a lot of I had season tickets for two years for the Eagles at the Vet, and that place was like pandemonium. And then the first year in Lincoln Financial Field, the whole atmosphere was different. It, like, everybody kind of almost felt uncomfortable. Like, when you were up in the 700 level, you felt like nobody can see what I'm doing. At Lincoln Financial Field, you felt like, oh, if I do anything, they're going to see it. It happened when the Flyers moved into, well, it's now the Wells Fargo Center, but when it was the First First Union Center, the Wachovia Center, like, when they first moved, it was the Core State Center first, I think. When they moved there, and it became very much geared towards, like, the corporate suites and everything, and a lot of the regular fans got priced out, it changed the atmosphere from, like, this loud, boisterous energy to, like, way more laid back and subdued. And I feel like that's happened with WWE because they don't want us to be like that. Sometimes with good reason, but the the lack of energy is definitely apparent when you watch a show now compared to a show 10 or 15 years ago. I think it's, like, very apparent. I think it's only going to probably get worse unless someone gives WWE a reason not to be like that. Um, did anybody else also notice how much better John Cena is now than he was then? Yes. Well, he was still – that was one of my notes. Like, he was still coming back from injury, so he might not have been full 100% because you know the guy's a machine. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just got to add one more thing. John Cena burying Chris Jericho since 2002. <laughs> <laughs> He's been shoveling that guy deep. One other thing. Chris Jericho looked exactly the same mm-hmm. that he did this year. Yeah. Like, that dude did, hasn't lost a step. Like, he might work a hair slower, but I still pop for every Jericho staple. Yeah, and I think this era of Jericho goes underrated, too, because this was, like, completely... Jericho stripped completely of everything you loved of him. And I know yeah. he talked about that a lot. Like, right. look, you love me. I'm going to strip everything you guys like about me, and I'm going to just recreate myself. Like, even his stuff with the big show, in retrospect, was great. Yeah, I, I do think that, like, there were people that kind of probably soured on him because, like, oh, this isn't Chris Jericho anymore. But, like, that was the point. Mm-hmm. And he actually completely reinvented himself, and, like, it worked. Like, We've seen so it's kind of like people talk about like why Madonna was so successful because like every two years she was a whole different thing. That's kind of what Chris Jericho did. He was always changing, and not a lot of people really do that. Like how many wrestlers can you think of that have like changed as consistently and always successfully like Chris Jericho has? Triple H. <laughs> <laughs> has he really changed though? His look for the most His part. His look has changed. I think yeah, his character with the hair. Well, one of the things I like out. about Triple H is that he's one of the few guys that I think like his character from like the time he got important until now, like he's literally just kind of grown into what he is. Yeah. Um, where like you don't like if you look at Chris Jericho in 2016 and then look back to 1998, you're like that's a different guy. Um, when you look back at Triple H in 2002 or 1998. You're just like, he looks different. But, like, they've done a good job of making his character grow over time into what he is. 
Um, in this business. In this. <laughs> I eat, sleep, breathe this business. Um, yeah, I, but did you guys all enjoy this match? Yeah, I did. For I really what it was, it match. was short though, like yeah. Joey said. Yeah, it was a little shorter, but I mean, it was like you said, he come back from injury and they trimmed some of the fat and made it a little, a little more palatable. Yeah, and Edge won the poll on a landslide officially for who attacked Jeff Hardy. That leads us to our main event, a triple threat match for the WWE Championship. Trip, the aforementioned Triple H versus Jeff Hardy versus the reigning champion Edge. Uh, I was kind of excited for this, being that, like, like I said, I didn't watch this. I was not the biggest Jeff Hardy guy. Um... But I think it was cool for me to see him. Probably this is probably about as high as he got in WWE as a singles competitor. Definitely. Um, Edge, another guy who like he peaked after I stopped watching. I loved him when I was watching, but um, he kind of hit his high point when I wasn't watching. So it was cool to see that. Uh, the match itself, I mean, a blistering start for Jeff Hardy. <laughs> he takes them both out. Um, I thought this match was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I love the aspect of Edge getting the two of them to hate each other so much, where they were more focused on each other than him. Um, and I also liked the idea that Jeff won. Edge was known as, like, the ultimate opportunist, but it was Jeff who seized the opportunity when the time came. So, Joseph, this was your choice. This is the main event. Woo-hoo! Give me your thoughts. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, going into the match... I kind of, kind of recall thinking back to when I was watching the pay per view. Did definitely didn't expect Jeff Hardy to win at that point. Um, I thought it was cool the way they built Triple H, Jeff Hardy, kind of into a thing. Kind of they were taking each other out, leaving Edge to to retain the title, and that's kind of the way I thought it would play out. Um, thinking back at it this time, match was pretty good. They had some good spots. Um, the uh, I forget which move it was, but they had, like, a combination move uh, off the top ropes. Um, and Edge fell, like, directly on his neck. And they were talking yeah. earlier about how he's coming back from, like, a broken mm-hmm. neck. I was cringing at that point. <laughs> but um, it was a good match, and I liked it. It was good to see Jeff Hardy win the title. It was, like, yeah. the peak of a singles career, like mm-hmm. you said. Pratt? Yeah, when I was a kid, as a Hardy Boys fan, I was a Jeff guy. So seeing Jeff <laughs> win the title was... Really exciting. Um, this might be my, like, just like Cena in this era, this might be my least favorite incarnation of Jeff Hardy. Like, the music, I I would rather hear Creed <laughs> than hear his theme song. Hey, I like that song. Be careful what I you wish for. I couldn't stand this song. Be careful what you wish for. And, and then at the end of the pay-per-view, like, it, it went for, like, five loops, like, of him <laughs> celebrating. Yeah. Which was warranted, like, I'm really happy for him, like, his first title win. And he sold it, like, like you could tell that he was really happy that he won the title. And I don't know how, like, how it played out afterwards, and but, like, after messing up so much and them still putting faith in you to put the title on, I know that he probably had to feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Halo? Um, first things first, Edge I'm the is realist. awesome. <laughs> Great heel. Like, I remember him coming back at Survivor Series that month and com- surprising Triple H and Kozlov. That was compl- that was great. So, Edge is great. Great heel all around. Um, like, you said, like I said earlier in the show, Jeff and the Hardys, he always cost them the tag titles, but him as a singles, I, 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 can, I got behind. And nothing, a lot really didn't happen. Good match, but not much noteworthy happened. I love the spear through the announcement. That table. was a great spear. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um... I can't not laugh here, prep, because laugh is noted for saying <laughs> that he liked what Triple H did for Jeff in this time period. So I can't knock him like you. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I, I was like, Man, when is he gonna? Yeah, I, I can't. I can't not laugh because he has said that he likes what Triple H did for Jeff in this time period. Uh, just that he shot of him. Jeff celebrating on top of the set, mm-hmm. I thought was a great way to go out of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and like, like Prep said, it was warranted. Like the the um the um leaving the company in two thousand three, the um the drug suspensions earlier in the year because he was he was originally supposed to win Money in the Bank, 
this that year. But he didn't because he got suspended. He had, he had to drop the IC title to Jericho and ended up missing WrestleMania. And people say that a lot of people say that you deserve a chance or they're not they're not earned because it's a scripted show. I'm like, not necessarily. It depends how it depends how you watch it because especially now, especially now it's like you know there are Vince guys. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, Vince never put the bet on this guy. And then when they actually win, it's like, oh my god, he really did it. And like, especially now, like you get you with social media, you get connected to these people. And it's like you're just like legit happy for him, even though it's a kayfabe thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it was warranted. Like, and Jr. sold this like X2 fly at the end of the month. Yeah. I mean, we, whenever Jr. sells things, that's what it's gonna be called from now yeah. on. He sold this perfectly, and I like the fact that small thing. I like the fact that they just went off air. After like they stopped talking and just let have Jeff have his moment and celebrate the, for at least fifteen minutes. Yeah, in five loops. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great that they did yeah, that. Five loops. Uh, yeah, the crowd wanted it. Uh, yeah, you could tell how much it meant to him. Commentary put it over. It was a great ending to to a good show. I, th- I thought it was great. Now, how long did he hold it? He would lose at the Rumble because Matt Hardy would cost him the title. But he would he would win the World Heavyweight Title from Edge in at Judgment Day, I believe. He would be kind of he would win the title, win the world title two more times that year, and then he would his final match in WWE was an episode of SmackDown, in a cage against CM Punk. In the if Jeff lost, he would leave WWE. That's when his contract was expired. Yeah, and then he would go to TNA. Wow, and we all know what happened. What ultimately happened there? That time was rough. <laughs> the when drunk match. That, yeah, he had that awful match with Sting. Yeah, he was drunk in that match. Drunk match. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It was hard to watch. And ultimately, that ultimately led to Broken Matt and Brother Nero. So it all worked out. It all came out in the wash, as I like to say. It Um, all became wonderful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that is Armageddon 2008. If anybody has any last thoughts before I make my pick for January. I'm intrigued here. (laughs) Alo, you're probably not going to be happy. Uh, WCW? It's not WCW. No, of course not. It's a, it's a Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, From before my time, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little before your time. I, f- I felt like it's it's new enough that you will get some appreciation out of it. This is not going to be like a, a show you watch, you think back, and you're like, oh, I love that. But there are things that I think you could sink your teeth into <laughs> with this show. Um, I'll give you my reasonings before I give you the show. <laughs> One, this is a tribute to the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. He went wire to wire <laughs> from one to the end to win the Royal Rumble. Sixteen-year-old uh, me was very happy that Pamela Anderson was at this show <laughs> and was going to escort the winner of the Rumble down to the to the ring when they had their title match yeah, at WrestleMania. Um, there was no Chris Benoit involved in this show, <laughs> um, and this was kind of like known as a garbage era. Um, but this show is kind of indicative that, like, amongst all that garbage, there was some gold there. Um, and, like, this was this was the darkness before the dawn. Like, so it's the 1995 Royal Rumble. Uh, we have Diesel on that card. We have Razor Ramon on that card. Obviously, HBK wins the Royal Rumble. Um, those are three guys that would go on to define, like, that next generation of pro wrestling that was about to happen in a couple of years. Um, and for me, this was one that like I watched this show with Joey Lafferty when we were in high school. Uh, so that's a, a fun little tidbit. Uh, so I, you, you will not watch the show and think this was an incredible pay per view, but I do think we will get some laughs reviewing it. Take it I for do what think it's worth. it will be enjoyable. Yeah, you you probably would appreciate. Oh yeah, this. I'll definitely would appreciate it. Because you were old enough to really be like into it at this time. Yeah, I had my magazine collection, my wrestling, <laughs> wrestling buddies. Not at 22 years old like Michael Cole, though. Nah. When he had his wrestling buddies. Nah, I got my, I got rid of mine at 20. 21. Um, Prep or Alo, have either of you ever seen Rumble 95? I've seen the ending with Michael's one foot. <laughs> yeah, I watched the Rumble match. Cody Rhodes has said this is his favorite ending ever to a match. I've heard this is one of the best Rumble matches ever. So I think. it's, I think some people hold it in very high regard. It was actually a new competitor came in every 60 seconds. So it's like really quick. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not like a long Rumble match. But the stakes were high. Like I said, the winner 
got to be valeted down to the ring with Pamela Anderson. Was this before they um would get a title shot at WrestleMania? No. So this was... I don't know how long they had been doing that, but I know definitely whoever was winning that match was getting a title shot. And it was clear to everybody that, like, Diesel was the champ. Okay, I remember this. So HBK beat Diesel. I mean, Diesel beat HBK here. At Mania, I remember that. Mm -hmm. And I know Stone Cold won 96, correct? Or 97? Mm -hmm. 97. Okay. So he didn't get a title shot. Correct. Okay. Yeah, but this particular year they did, and this was when, like, the... uh, Diesel and HBK were tag champions. They had a falling out, and they were becoming, you know, that was the whole good friends, better enemies. This was when that was kind of starting. So everybody knew, who knew what was going on, that, like, this is leading to HBK versus Diesel. All right, well, this will be fun. Yeah, I I do think you will have fun with this. Like I said, it's not a a classic. It's not one that you're going to have a huge attachment to, but there are people on this show that you do have an attachment mm. to. So yeah, and, and the styles aren't too far off from when I started watching. Right. Some, some wrestling history for you. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, so that is the show. Uh, Armageddon 2008. Uh, January, we are reviewing Royal Rumble 1995. What? what? For Mr. Sexy Punta then now forever, C. Kane Joe Rottermill. Boom, boom. For <laughs> Preptagon Jr., Josh Prepaguina. Yep. And for Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo. Alo, Aaron Lloyd. Uh, that is our show. We will see you next month. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again. Fans mocking man, man, I hate my balls. Shut the Vince McMahon, it ain't safe to land. Off the cell, fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome. Well, what I'm cooking.